Welcome. Welcome to the While My Batteries Charge podcast. Join us as we talk about all things radio control. And now, your host. Folks, this man, he is the king. Mr. CCXRC himself. Tony Cece. Hey, what is going on, you guys? Welcome to another While My Batteries Charge podcast. Today is going to be an awesome day. Today we have my buddy Jeremy in the studio with us to What's talk up? about all things radio control. Yeah, <laughs> nothing in particular. <laughs> uh, we will talk about the No Limit World Finals because I uh, I was running around, and so I think a lot of people's day would be a little bit better than my recollection of the day. I honestly don't remember half of what happens on a race day. Well, you look like a chicken with its head cut off all day long. Yeah. All three days, actually. <laughs> the first one was a bit too nuts, and then I said not so much. Because I was trying to sell cars, and I was doing a whole bunch of stuff. And trying to film and having to qualify and all of the things. Mm-hmm. And you were parked too far away from me, so I couldn't sit there and work on your stuff and check your stuff. And yes. <laughs> yes. But we were somewhat close. It was just just a bit. Mm-hmm. It was, what, 20 feet, 25 feet? Yeah. But it was kind of, there was that real roadway and all that. And you were in, in the middle of a bunch of tents that were all. Yes. It was so nice. We were in Tent City. Yeah. The whole day you could have shade. We had like five or six tents all taped together or strung together. I think it was actually more like eight. Eight. It was it was definitely shaded for you. Um, but let's just talk RC. When did you get into RC? You've been in it a lot longer than I have. Oh, yeah. Um, my first truck was an original Pro 15 T-Max back in 90... So nitro. 94, 95. I bought an original, brand new Pro 15 T Max when they came out and loved it. And then I had kids. And after I bought the T Max, though, before I had my son, I had bought a Triple X NT Adam Drake Edition Stadium truck, which was the top of the line fully decked out and then I went even further and back then you didn't have carbon fiber you didn't have it was graphite parts which were insanely breakable okay I thought you were say expensive oh they were expensive too <laughs> but they were just they were very strong in one direction and extremely weak every other way yeah but they were super light. They were lighter than carbon fiber. And back then, you needed the weight in order to get that little advantage. because yeah, back then, nitro was 10 times faster than electric. Because all you had was brushed motors with NICAD batteries, and you could get like five minutes of runtime, seven minutes of runtime out of a battery. And that was it. So where would you run them? Was there a racetrack? Yeah, I used to go to Debbie's. The Debbie's second location or no, the one in Virginia Beach? back when it was in Virginia Beach on Birdneck. Okay. And uh, I loved it. And the day I got out of it, I was at a race, and I pushed someone off their line. I was kind of already starting to get a little fed up with some of the track guys because there's competitive and then there's track guy competitive. people you want to punch in the face competitive. 
And I pushed this guy off his line and we ended the race and he was yelling and I just walked away, put my truck on my table, went to go get some lunch. And as I looked back at my table, he was chucking a Gatorade bottle at my truck. This is graphite parts. I walked to my table, packed it up, drove home and never went back. And then about, what is it? Six years ago, seven years ago now, I've had back surgeries and I was sitting at home getting all depressed, just not doing anything. And my wife looked at me one day and said, you need a hobby. And I said, well, oh. I used to love RC. So there was always one I wanted, but I couldn't afford it back then. Yeah. And she's like, well, buy it. So I went on eBay and bought a used LST. Yeah. And went down to the dungeon because, oddly enough, I have watched every single No Limit race barring two. And those were two years where I had surgeries. Okay. Every other year. So you went down to the first year? I happened to see it only because that weekend we used to go down to Hatteras to go fishing every year. We had a standing reservation. We'd go stay in a cabin and do the whole nine yards. Well, on the way down... We'd pass the dungeon and we'd, I'd watch them race and I'd pull in and sit there for a little while and watch them and leave and go down and fish. And after I bought that truck, I went down to the dungeon because I was like, I need to get it running. I need to tune it. I need space. And I get They're down They're not there. racing. Not but racing. You're just, going, you're just going down because they let you run on the property, yeah. even back then. Even back then, they would just, they didn't care. And um, I went down there and it just so happened that Jacob. Yeah. Uh, happened to pull in after I was there because he was going to test some test some trucks. Yeah. Because it was getting close to the event. And he helped me tune that truck and get it running. And that's when we found out the motor on it was shot. Uh. So he ended up uh, selling me a motor. We got it running. It ran amazing. Ran it for years. And that's when I got back into it. And I just, I won't stop now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I met you four, three four, years ago, four years? Three or four years ago. One of your first uh, No Limit races. My first one was the World Finals. Yeah, that's where we met. I th Yeah, I don't know. It might have been the, the one after that. I think it was the the pumpkin smash. I came back down because oh, yeah, it was down yeah. there again, and that's when we... That's when we actually started talking. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. we found out we lived five minutes apart from each other. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And because I remember you had broke your, at the time it was the ground pounder. Okay. Yep. You had broke part, a part on the ground pounder and you stood there and you looked at it and you went, I can't get this fixed before I have to run again. Yeah. And I looked at you and I went, really? And you went, yeah, there's no way I can do it. And I went, give it to me. Give me the part. Give me the truck. And like five minutes later, I'm handing you back the truck and you just, your jaw was open and you were like, how did you fix that so fast? <laughs> You'd worked on a few ground pounders or two. Uh, no. No? No, I just, I can, I've always been mechanical. Uh, so I can look at things like that and just know. And I was still just getting into messing with them. Mm -hmm. So I was doing some fixing of them. But you hated it. I hated it back then. I really hated it. Uh, especially anything having to do with, the diffs, the diffs or, or shocks or yeah. anything that required more than like two or three screws. Yeah. Just 
nah. I would <laughs> I would get a call. Can you come grab my truck? It's yeah. broke. <laughs> when I'd have a stack of them too, right? Yeah, yeah. I'd take three or four of them back to the house at a time, fix them, bring them back, <laughs> build your kits. <laughs> yeah. What was it? The um, the axial. I remember that the SCX10. Mm-hmm. You tore that down and rebuilt it. Um, I traded you the uh, the axial um, Capra because mm-hmm. you wanted a kit because you like torture, and I wanted it ready to run, but it wasn't available when I ordered it. It was only the kit, mm-hmm. and, and you're you, like, "Well, I can't get the kit. I'll you know." And so you we, still you hadn't even touched the kit. It was still sitting in a box on your nah, shelf. It's like that one right up yeah, there. You just kept looking at it, going, "When am I ever going to touch this?" Yeah, <laughs> I've since found I do like working on them. Yes, I you really, have now. I really like building the SCX-10 III and the Vanquish. You still hate Cloudbusters. Um, you hate the the diff the cases the transmission the. I hate that if cases. I break an axle, I have to take the whole thing apart to unscrew them. So I've been getting the Crawford Performance screws so mm-hmm. that I just have to undo them from the outside. But yeah, I don't. That design's terrible. Where the screw head is on the inside of the axle. Yeah. So you literally have to take them apart. To do anything to them. Yeah. yeah. I don't like that. But actually building them and isn't that bad. No. I, when I've, I, torn, I've torn enough of them down now that I can do it just yeah, quick. It, it becomes easy. I, when I did my retro, I built it and took it apart like three times before I actually finished it. Wow. Because I knew what I was going to do with it. I was going to make it the toy, which meant I had to paint the whole thing. So I needed to see what parts of it was going to be covered what didn't need to be painted, what if I painted would cause problems. So I had to put it, build it, mark everything where, I, you know, where I had clearance issues and take it back apart, check everything again, put it back together, pull it apart, paint it all. Yeah. Then finally put it back together. Then I found out at the end that the original toy, if you ever see pictures of it, it's never fresh looking. It never looked good. It always looked beat to hell. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's because the guy painted it once a year. Literally. Actually, he painted it like once every two or three years. So he would run the crap out of it. Let it get all tore up. <laughs> Let it get. So that's what I'm you're doing. you're laying down cars and stuff, yeah. chipping paint. Yeah. So that's what I ended up doing with mine. And uh, the few people who actually saw the toy in person have actually came back and said, that's what it looked like. It was never pristine. It never looked fresh out of the factory. It was always beat up and paint chipped and scratched. And so after a while, I just went, you know what? I'm just, I'm not going to touch it. Let the paint <laughs> chip, let the pieces. <laughs> well, you've seen all mine. Oh, Keeping uh, yeah. them clean is not my number one priority. I clean my trucks about once every two years. Yeah. I let them, I let them. <laughs> let them lie as they come in i mean i'll get mud off of them yeah but I think- every once in a while like i just did the mad van as if like i got done running it and for whatever reason i was like it's not bad i'll just hit it with simple green wb40 mm-hmm. it make it look good again because that body's so nice looking yeah, on it i will give you the body now the bodies i do some bodies i take care of yeah some bodies i just destroy, destroy. yeah i've seen don't some care. <laughs> I've seen yeah, those the, ones. the one you gave me for the LMT. Yeah. It lasted two And races. coal pops off all the time. Oh, coal. Well, not anymore. 
Oh, you I got actually it hooked screw up? the body on now. Oh, there you go. Both of them. Both my SMT10s, I actually drilled a hole through the roof of the trucks into the Lexan that we, the oh, uh, yeah. plastic we put for the Velcro. And just thread them just in. just put a screw in. <laughs> <laughs> that would work. They, I was uh, watching um, a guy yesterday who was using wood screws on his X-Max. He just took all the regular ones out and he just uses a wood screw because it bites better. It's faster. Well, in plastic, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's a much thicker, wider. It really it's cut. It's actually going to hold better. Yeah, especially the the abuse that some people give those things. Like Tony. Yeah. <clears throat> well, no, I don't go. I mean, they're sending them like seventy five feet in the air and stuff. I mean, you I send to. them big, but I've never sent one seventy five feet in the air. I've probably max forty. I think I've done with my LST, the electric one I have. We used to have a. Uh, freestyle ramp yeah that no limit used to keep and one race out at debbie's we decided we were just going to play around and the ramp itself was about five foot tall five and a half foot tall and it was almost straight up at the end of it and we set it up and i hit that thing full speed about 15 times back to back to back and each time it was going over about eight or nine feet over debbie's old building wow the one the chesapeake one the two-story yeah. yeah it was 35 40 and did it about 16 times and it never once broke a thing wow and it was funny because the video someone recorded it i wish they would have put it online but i was doing it against a bunch of savages because that was pretty much all you had was savages in yeah. the LST. lst and he was sitting under the ramp pointing out and you'd see Savage, and you'd see it arc in his camera. It'd be Savage, Savage. My LST would hit the ramp, and you'd see it in the corner of his frame, and then it would just disappear out the top of the frame. <laughs> so all the Savages are arcing in his yeah. frame, and my truck's going Went like up, and then it wasn't 10, seen 12 again. <laughs> feet beyond what they're doing. <laughs> Did it come back down in frame, or it just was No, it was it just beyond, gone. Yeah. It was just gone. And I think it landed on its tires about four times. Wow. Out of the 16. They did one at um, USTE. I've never seen a ramp so big. And then they took another ramp and put it up against it. And I was like, holy cow. I thought the one at, Hor at Horizon Fest was. Oh, yeah, this was bigger. Well, there they were going for length, not yeah. height. Yeah, so they had it so it was length, and then they added this whole other part that was just the straight-up part at USTE. And they were sending them. I want to put – I've got the Sky RC um, – little meter now speed speedometer but it also does altitude, altitude. and so i've been watching rc dude 81's been his max i think is 75 feet and he's going 70 miles an hour when he hits his ramp wow and it's also going very far but mm -hmm. um i'm not going for that kind of stuff uh i mean that's just straight run hit i'm usually going more basher jumps i still like to get big airs and flips in there but yeah that's need, massive air that they're getting. I need to get something else I can do basher with. I don't. My LST. Is that still the LST that you got back in the day that was nitro that you won the world finals with? No, that was my ago? electric. Okay. Um, my I nitro was, I ran up until a few years ago. You didn't do but, a conversion? Oh, I remember you were running the nitro. And then mm -hmm. two, two, three years ago you had an issue. Yeah. I just, I can't, my back can't do it. I can't bend over to tune it. I can't. I just had to finally give it up. Yes. Yeah. And I it's nice because most of the parts on that will work on my electric. 
Yeah, so spare parts. The spare parts. Um, I actually want to sell them. Both of them. Both of them, so I can get a Creighton. Yeah, that's what everybody's running, it seems like now. The problem I have is I can't make the turns. The LST is probably one of the most durable, and I'll even put it up against the durability of a Creighton. Yeah. It's probably the most durable monster truck that was ever built, especially when you got to the LST2. I mean, the shock shafts are four mil thick. The drive shafts are like eight mil thick, eight or nine mil thick. I mean, they're insanely overbuilt. Yeah. And you never had diff issues. Yeah. Oh, the diffs, everyone, there used to be a company that would make uh, parts for Emax or T Maxes and the uh, Revos. So you could put the LST diffs in everything else. Right. Because the same diffs that are in, like, the 8 were the same diffs that were in the LST. Right. And that's what, like, the the LMT, I'm like, everybody should just make casings for these diffs because mm-hmm. they're bulletproof. The amount of abuse I've given my LMT is insane. Losi, I will give Losi a lot of credit for a lot of things. But the one thing that they have always done perfect is diffs. Yeah. There's not a single Losi vehicle I've ever owned that had a diff problem. I mean, they're just, they're the strongest built. They, they overbuild them. They're yeah. one of the only people that run four-way spiders in most of their diffs. You know, a lot of companies, if you look at T-Maxes and E-Maxes, they're two-gear. Yeah, we just pulled apart the uh, Madvan on the, to put a new ring gear on, which I'm guessing it chipped a tooth, but there's no grease in there. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing just that metal on metal at one point just... Bound and, and tweaked a little bit, yeah. And popped and yeah, but yeah. So I mean, it's grease now, but we opened it up to put a new ring gear on and two, yeah, two spider gears, two spiders, yep, instead of four, and it'll work. Most slight. yeah, under most things, you don't need four spider gears. But Losi has always done. They even do it in their short course trucks. Yeah, that's the first diff I ever gears. rebuilt. Yeah, and I probably didn't get to it the right way because I remember thinking I will never. <laughs> How do people racers change these every couple races? And I'm thinking I'll never go in here and change this diff fluid again. <laughs> but it took forever to get in there. I took the whole like bumpers oh. off, and there's like with a lot of them now. There's an easy access, like two, four screws, and but that one I swear I had to take off all the shock towers there's and a, everything. There's an easy. Losi always built an easy access for their diffs. Yeah. Always, and it's because they're racers. Most of their yeah. vehicles are built for racing. I just went at it the wrong way. It, yeah. I it probably the, pulled out from the bottom. Usually. It probably lifted off the, the, the plate mm-hmm. and then just dropped out. And I took everything off to get the top the, the top access. Yeah. Oh, it was brutal. I swear yeah. I'd never do it again. <laughs> it, hence why I have it. Now. Yeah. <laughs> and it still has a clicking diff. <laughs> Did I give you the diff you parts? Gave me the, okay. finally gave me the diff parts the other day. <laughs> I was going to say, I bought a bunch of stuff, but I realized, I've well, you know who the, did that, right? Josh. Josh. Yeah, Josh. Racing it. Because uh, that truck's fast. It was, he did it at... Uh, that indoor go-kart, go-kart place. place. Yeah. yeah. On the carpet. so tacky. And, and you tight. had to stop so fast. It was, it was fun, but it was horrible. I remember he was making the techno guys mad because he was running the first gen Losi and beating him. Mm-hmm. And they're running the most current techno crazy... Yeah. And they just couldn't even. I mean, he was beating he them. He shows by up with my sloppy, never adjusted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Had a good system. That Tekken system, and it was fast. Oh, I love that Tekken system. 
Yeah. I actually thought about putting it in something else. You should. <laughs> I may. I may change it It's out. It's pretty small, though. Like, it's not... It wouldn't handle like a big monster truck. No, but it'd maybe be, for short bursts. Well, I was going to say it'd be great SMT. for an SMT. And that's what I'm thinking I might do. Then again, I love my Mamba system in there. Kind of torn. I yours love is, the Mamba. Yours got, is not a Sidewinder. You went Mamba. I went Mamba so X and then a 31 or a censored censored with a. It's either a, I think it's a 3100 or 3200 kv motor and i run it on 3s and that's why like when we get the straightaways if i need it i can get some serious speed going at the end Mm -hmm. um but it's low enough torque where i can control it around the court i'm running a 5700 yeah but it's not censored i'm just running sidewinders no i i no on my Proceeds now I'm doing Proceeds you're doing censored. The, the censored, yeah. Yep. Then again, I love the smart system in my I've got one with a smart system. I'm waiting for them to do censored. I it's gonna be Yeah, I missed the throttle curve. I need the throttle curve. Because I am a full throttle off the line driver. Yeah. And I have my one SMT where I can pretty much gun it. I still need to turn it, tweak it a little bit more. My low C I had so good. And I had two setups in it. I had one for dirt and one for asphalt. And I had it set up so good that whether we were at diggers or on grass, I could literally yank the throttle off the line and it would just squat and take off and never lifted the front wheels Yeah, the whole time. I remember the first time you were showing me because I never had a PC and I didn't have an Android phone, so I could never adjust it. Adjust it. And I remember you showed me, and we set up the Max D, mm-hmm. which is the one that I always won with. Yep. Because I could just peg it off the peg line, it. peg it off the corners, and it was the throttle we had set his curve so well that it makes it so much easier. You can peg the throttle, and it takes off. It doesn't spin. It doesn't. And I only run it two two, mm-hmm. and so it was just it was it was geared for it perfectly. And it still handles. We spent quite a bit of time getting that set up. Yeah, because we I remember the speed was like, uh, and then we kept changing yeah. the pinion gear because we were like, man, this is not enough. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think we spent a good four or five hours. Yeah, there's a whole morning. Back and forth on the phone, off the phone, on the phone, off the phone, constantly trying to get it programmed. And then we also changed the um, the timing. Changed the timing on the motor. Yep. Uh, did a lot of curve control. So I was shocked because it was not that truck at this past world finals that I did so well with. It was the sticker bomb, which is an old Vanguard, like axial Yeti system, <laughs> that thing. I think but, this one, it was more the track. Yeah. The track really played to your driving style. Yeah. It really, did. I was really bummed because I went through the whole B main, mm-hmm. but then we had to shut down for the night when I had it styled so well. See, my driving style, I did amazing on the round the outside. Yeah. That was my all-time favorite track, and I can still, if you put me back on that track, I will probably be first or second in racing. For some reason, that's my style. Fast around the corner, just sliding it, big sweeping turns. That's the way I drive. Yeah. I like to whip corners and 
Yeah. I don't do 90 degree turns very well at all. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like it on dirt. When we would do it on asphalt, it would send me for a loop. But Oh, I that's why I always kept two programs. Yeah. So depending on where we were racing, I could really cut. Because when we were on asphalt, you got to cut everything like almost in Turn half. Turn it down, yeah. Just to get any sort of control. So I don't know. We're probably going to go back on asphalt eventually. Yeah, I, I didn't mind it. I just know that I hated 90 degree turns <laughs> when we do some of those really tight courses. Which is kind of why I hung up my LST. Yeah. Because I can't. Uh, you couldn't. I can't make a 90 degree turn in that thing. Nah. I remember the one time I raced that class, uh, I TQ'd with my Creighton 4S. And then came in like second. Yeah. And it's because we had to do a redo. <laughs> I had first, and then we realized that we'd put a wrong person in. Yeah. And we went back and re-ran the whole set of brackets or whatever. Yeah, um, like the, to that. two or three races back, yeah, we had yeah. to do it over. Which is fine. Yeah. But, yeah, it was it was crazy. I don't know why I don't race that class, because that's what I play with in the backyard the most, or trucks like I've that. I've always told you that. But but you always say it, you're. it's hard for you to not take a break in a class with a class racing so that you have time to check everything, reset everything, yeah. and I get that. So I'd have to get out a 2-2 or something. Yeah, you'd have to drop one of the other classes yeah. to try to do the electric because I used to do every class, and it's it's crazy, You can't, especially at the World Finals. You try doing every class at the World Finals, it's it's impossible. I mean, it really it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it, it limits your time to stop and eat and – do all that kind of stuff. That's the main reason also, like, yeah, when electric would be doing stuff is when I'd try to go eat. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, definitely going to miss that for sure, running the no-limit races down here um, because that was a lot of weekends. Yeah. At one least, a month usually. At least one a month, sometimes two a month. but Through most one. of the year, except for we'd take a break December. No, because Toys for Tots. It really so would depend January on temperature. January, maybe? Well, it would depend on temperature. If it was a mild winter, we would still run some races. Yeah, and then we had the indoor, so we were starting, then COVID hit. Yeah. And we, we had a winter spot. But um, almost always, because of the heat of the summer, we, after no, the World, the World Finals. Finals, you stop till September. August, September, usually yeah. one of the two. Um, and it's it's the heat of the heat, but it's also just being wore out. Yeah. Putting on the World Finals is... A lot more difficult than people understand. Oh, yeah. I was in it one year, and my wife looked at me at the end of it and said, never again. She yeah. She said, I've never seen you more stressed in your life. Yeah. Literally, I have this gray patch in my goatee. <laughs> From it. And my wife told me she watched it grow that year. I had never had gray hair up until that year. Yeah, it was. <laughs> this year was tough for me. I put in a lot of... A lot of work you this did a year. Lot this year, yeah. Um, Building the track, being down there, plus all the redoing other stuff. the track. Yeah, redoing <laughs> the track. One realized it was too long. Plus all the other stuff you were trying to take care of for yeah. all the companies and yeah, moving. moving. Oh yeah, and we shot some stuff that's coming. Doing all the yeah for Losi. Can't wait for them to drop that. But and doing some of the release videos and <clears throat> yeah, it's been it's been busy. Yes. It, but, yeah. <laughs> and then realizing we were probably moving. And so yeah, trying to get ready for all that. And then I literally flew out the day after mm-hmm. to Florida for 10 days for work. Yep. 
So I had to come in, clean all my gear afterwards. I got back at like nine at night. I went to bed at like three in the morning, got up for a 7 a.m. flight. I got like two hours of sleep. It was nuts. But hit the ground running. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end of that, shot something else for low sea while I was down in Florida. Mm-hmm. So uh, the interview with Bari. I remember you got back and you were like, I'm just going to rest. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm resting. <laughs> but I didn't because we no. went into move mode. That's yep. when I realized, oh, shoot, we got to clean yeah, the house that up. that was right. I did kill the track in our yard, try and get grass growing, mm-hmm. and prepare the house for pictures. That was the worst because yeah. my garage was after World Finals, like you're saying that. <laughs> I'd taken all so many cars to try to sell so I wouldn't have to pack them if we did move. It, I don't think anyone understands how bad your garage always looked. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Even the pictures you had don't do it justice. Yeah. They don't show half of what was usually there. Yeah. There was literally two paths. You had one that was by the other door to go up and out, up into the house, and then a path that winded over to the tables so that you could charge batteries. Yep. Other than that, there was nowhere to walk. And then you could get behind that shelving unit to the water system to put in. And that was it. There was nowhere else to walk. There was like a little path. all and like It was just a line of RC cars that wound around. <laughs> it's the fifth scales that get you in trouble because you can't really put them anywhere. Well, between the two fifth scale, the, between the low, the low seas actually didn't take up much room because you had them tucked under the shelf. Yeah, the Bari build it's and your, the... It's the Raminator and the Bari build that really... Yeah, and then when I bought the generator, that... Tore up some up space. a lot of space, yeah. Well, then I what I'd do is when I'd break a car, I wouldn't put it back on a shelf because yeah. I wouldn't want to get it out of the way. Eventually, like, I'm so sick of this sitting here, I'll fix it. I'm going to fix it and then do or it. Or Jeremy's yeah. going to trip on it yeah. and say, let me <laughs> just take that and fix it. Or I'm going to come over and look down and go, Tony, it's been three months. Give me the truck. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was, and it was really, I mean, it was the worst it had ever been after World Finals. Oh, so. I, I so I'd pulled all those cars out, a Jeep full. Oh, plus, I remember. Plus, plus RV, the RV. And I literally just, at the end of the day, took everything out of both. And just and piled. Piled them right in the middle. And it was bad. Not, And then there were tubs of, like, each each car has a tub. And they were just in there. So when we realized we had to move and get, I mean, it was, <laughs> get a pod and boxes and start just putting things in boxes mm-hmm. and labeling it. Oh, yeah. I remember oh. I came over for your yard sale and I looked in and I went, what the hell yeah. happened? <laughs> yeah. It already you can it. see the floor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it got out of control. I'm going to have more shelves this time. So that, and, and well, and luckily there's not the window situation. Like the, our garage is weird because there's yeah. not many walls. No, there wasn't. You only have two walls. Yeah. That's usable. Yeah. And we tried to create other fake walls, but, you know, I just need walls that I can do shelving up mm-hmm. and just put things on. So that's the goal this next time is more shelves and put things on. The, the other thing you need to do is your race trucks don't put on a shelf. No. You'll create flat spots in your tires. Well, I, I have. You're, you're not going to be racing as much. Well, I have all of my cars. Um, go on to yoga blocks. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I know, you know, since you're not going to be around here with no limit as much, 
you're not going to be running those as often. Yeah, I've bought a bunch of yoga blocks to put them on that I sit actually, right underneath them. The way I do mine, it works great. I just went and bought the cheap, uh, like, tool hangers from Harbor Freight. Yep. They're like a giant U, and I just bend them in so that they fit the chassis of the trucks in between the tires, hang them on the wall, and just hang, hang each them. truck using the chassis. And with just enough space, maybe half an inch, three quarters of an Off inch in between wall. them. No, in between the trucks. Oh. So I can stack them upward more because I don't have much room. I yeah. have like a three foot wall to work on uh-huh. right now. Yeah. Till I can get other things done. Yeah. I'll be lucky that I have another room about this size to go into. Yeah. This is a big room. So, and it might be a little longer. It's a three car garage. So above that is a uh, place place. So probably yeah. a little longer than this. If three bays I'm picturing, maybe just a little five feet, maybe. Yeah. But it'll give me walls, which I didn't have before. I'll probably just do shelves. Yep. A bunch of all shelves. All the way around. And then try to get them so they each have their spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so broken or not, they go on. But, um, yeah. I've still got too many out. That's the problem. For as many as I've put away, I'm looking around the room thinking, dang. Yeah, there's still a, a lot to put away. Yeah, there's quite a few of those you could probably go ahead and put away. Because you're not going to run them before you... Well, they were to they were to be I know, backdrop. video backdrop, but I don't know how much more video I can do now that we've got two weeks, three weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. Plus a, a work trip, so... Mm-hmm. The one I would need to do is that little one, if any of them. Put the brushless in that. So... They're going to be giving those away or raffling those at the showtime. Oh, are they? Little SMT24 builds Good. for people. So um, I donated some of the wheels and tires, uh, the AMT tires, and the, I ordered the ECB 3D printing wheels to, to make them look right. that they can go and put on. Because they'd already done his chassis. He yeah. donated some of his chassis for it. So I added the wheels and tires so that people could have it ready to go. So that's something they're going to be giving away in raffles. So bummed I can't make it. Cause like we're literally having to move out of our house that weekend that I know they have the race of all weekends. You just told me that. And I was like, ah, oh. I thought we were going to have to like the 20th of August. So I was actually planning. I left out all my race trucks thinking I'd be able to race. Um, but everything is moving way faster than yeah, a speeding bullet. It feels like so. Yeah, way faster than I think you were expecting. Yeah, so I've got a few videos. I still have all the, I have a ton of No Limit Race videos and the freestyle videos and the video where they do the, um, where we did the races with the bags on our heads and all that. I have all that footage. That's fun. I need to upload. But I'm waiting. I need to get, I want to have the race brackets so that I can put like, so the, the one thing that was tough about the track we designed video wise is the pods were so big. It was really hard. You can't see the cars on the other side, especially mm-hmm. retro because they go out the one, they both run the outside. So if you're seeing one, the other one is down below, yeah. below 
And so I want to at least put it on so when you see him come over the finish, you know who which, was running it. Which, and Because yeah. I stayed on one side or the other, and there was no there was no good way to film it. But Not unless you had, like, a top-down view. That would have been the only way. But they'd have been so small. Yeah. There really wasn't a good... I guess you could have done it from the stage. Unless you had, like, four different cameras to keep switching back and forth. <laughs> down, yeah, down the stage or down from the, the podium or the the booth. The driver's stand. Yeah, There's the, the word stand. I'm looking yeah. for. But by the time you zoom out to get these two on the side and then they go, they're just... You almost would you have don't had even to have see had, what they're doing. You almost would have had to have had one at the driver's stand and then probably two back at the far end just to catch enough. Yeah. To be able to cut it together and make a coherent. So I'm going to have it so people can see because the, when they come out and you see the one guy, you know, running with and... Then you see them both come up over the finish. Mm-hmm. You know that oh, the, coming the, over the finish running. looked awesome. So I actually, I'm going to show you this picture because I should have lost to uh, Matt Stoltz. Oh, really? I should have. But he was in the air. Oh, then no, you, he jumped I mean, too technically... Far. So I'm coming through the line and down on it, but he's over it. So when he lands, those front tires are going to have cleared the beam and it's going to wait for his rear tires to catch. Yeah, he, he had he took a little too much air off the fence. So he, as far as visually, he's further in front. And that was something we kept telling everybody. Yeah. When you f- go through that finish line, you better be careful how hard you're jumping that. Well, because remember, I over jumped the whole thing mm-hmm. during the um, qualifying. Yeah. I cleared yeah. the whole beam. Yeah, so we kept telling every, we kept reminding them, you know, be careful on that final jump. You want to yeah. jump it, but you don't want to clear it. Which I don't think I even reran it because I had such a good first qualifier. Yeah, it didn't you matter. You didn't have to, no. Um, but yeah, that was the warning. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> you can you can totally jump, jump this thing. Yeah, yeah. If you come in too hard, you're gonna. They're set clear up it. to be at the bottom, so that it, with the big trucks, that doesn't happen. Well, with the big trucks, we were coming the opposite yeah. direction. Yeah, so I mean, it's set up so that you your bottom of jump. That's almost mm-hmm. how we always do it. Well, since we just flipped the retro, and you can't move these because there's not enough wire. It's already been run. Yeah. So, um, and buried. That's w- what we had to do. And, yeah, it was a bummer, but. It was still a fun track. Oh, my gosh. It was such an exciting race. There were so many, because what did I do? I I had to race, um, uh what was his name? Was it Jaden? No, it was like Pre- Preston. Oh, Preston. Okay. Three times. Yeah. And then I won by like point zero zero one. Mm-hmm. Which we, is insane. We had some of the closest races that weekend we've ever had. Yeah. I mean, there was a couple races that were literally like yours, point zero zero one. And that was in the two point two. Yeah. That was the sticker bomb one. I think there was another one that was almost just as close or as close. I mean, that's as, as low as that system even yeah. registers. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it just, it couldn't even tell us if it was any, it was ridiculous. Some of the races we had that weekend. I, I visually, you know, cause you're just watching. I thought I lost. I'm like, dang it. But I knew it was close mm-hmm. and it was the reaction time is oh. what that gave me that little bit. Cause I was like, well, I, I red lighted. Uh, retro. Mm-hmm. That's how my grandma got knocked out, which was my fastest truck. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm always on that edge. And that's why I always, 
a lot of guys put their trucks all the way right up to our, to the beam. I actually pull mine about three or four inches back from the beam. You got a rolling start. Yeah, I will pull my throttle just before that yellow light, the last yellow light hits. And if I'm far enough back, I've never red lit. Yeah. So that's why I kind of pull. When I must have rolled, because I I'm always set that I hit the second I see yellow, I hit the throttle, and I'm usually far enough back that the delay and whatever I'm fine. But I must have well rolled into a hole or something. Let's be honest, the starting boxes constantly get ruts. Yeah. And they you pull forward. But that's why you see me. I'll I'll burn my tires in it to get a flat spot, and um, make sure that I don't. But I was getting help staging too, like I, which you, I never have that luxury. And yeah, people are like, "Hey, I'll put it up there." I'm like, "Cool," and I'm like, "Back, back, <laughs> pull it back." Pull. They're like, "Look at me, like seriously like pushing it up to the light." You're like, "No, no, 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 no." no. no. I'm like, "Back of the box." <laughs> <laughs> I want inches. I want inches. <laughs> yeah, a whole tire length, basically. Yeah, that's about what I do. And every, people look at you like you're crazy, and you're like, "No, no, you don't understand." Which some timing systems, like, because some people would say that's cheating, but it's not in our rules. We have a box. And we you have, have to be a, behind. We have a single light. stage beam. Single stage, yep. We used to have a dual stage. It's and such a it pain was in the butt. An absolute nightmare. Yeah. And it took forever because of the tires. People trying to stage in it. The tires were as almost as wide as the staging beams could be apart. Yeah. So you had like a quarter of an inch of wiggle room. And when you're dealing with dirt, the trucks don't sit still all the time, and they would constantly break roll a beam out of and it. Roll. And, yeah. and so finally, they just decided no more dual stage. We're going single. Just be behind the beam. And Joe even tells you, I don't care if you're on the beam or at the back of the box. Where you want to stage is where you stage. And then you just have to know how to time your takeoff to yep. be. Yeah. So I've just learned if I give it just that little rollback, I can hit pretty much when I see yellow. Some people just wait and they hit when they see green. Mm-hmm. So it depends how you want to run. I'm just, I like to hit on yellow. And because I see that movement and I'm just like, get jerky. And so, oh, yeah. Uh, then you I get like people that. like Josh who can hit it. I'm, oh, stupid yeah. Stupid good. Yeah. I mean, I think he hit a, what was it, like a 0.03 light wow. once. I mean, it was ridiculously fast. Yeah. I mean, I don't ever get anywhere near that. <laughs> yeah, mine are usually pretty good, but I'm usually hitting it at a, a you know, because that's usually where I win is that reaction time. But I'm like, it's because I'm able to be on the go. Mm-hmm. I'm usually somewhere between like a point. I want to say like a point one to like a point three. Okay. Or four is usually about where I'm at. Um, most time. With my LST, I was a lot better. Cause I could take off better Yeah. with my SMTs. I'm, I still can't peg them. So I have to be a little more cautious on the throttle. I'm wondering, did I red light one of my pro mods too? I don't think so. I'm trying to remember how I lost with sticker bomb. Hmm. I know I red lit grandma digger. Yeah. So I just watched that video. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't allowed to stand up there very much this year. <laughs> yeah, they're keeping it cleared out. Well, not just that. Joey and Heather were constantly telling me to go sit oh, down. Oh, okay, sit down. <laughs> yeah, 
get some rest. Yeah. Well, we were out working a lot because we had to fix the water and everybody was putting in overtime. Yeah. I was actually surprised to see some people actually coming out and helping us this year. There was a lot. Yeah. It was awesome how many this people were coming out. one of the better out. years for that because a lot of times... People I was shocked don't. that we were able to get it back into shape after some of those rains. I was too. I'll tell you what, it really helped with Ryan having that dirt delivered. Yeah. The clay dirt, that, I guarantee you that was 80% of us being able to clear that track that fast. Mm. Because it doesn't soak it in as bad. It just, so it's not going to stay as wet. If you can get it off the top, yeah. which is what we could do quickly, then it wasn't going to be that bad. Yeah, and we'd worked that stuff. We dragged it and reworked that surface so many times yeah but um yeah what was a favorite memory or favorite thing from the event that you can think of um that's a tough one we kind of got off topic on we were talking about some (laughs) of it and then we just got (laughs) off topic on all the things Uh, going on this year i don't know I don't know this year. I know two years ago had to be when I actually first, when I actually won for the first time. Yeah. That was just, I still am, don't believe that I won. With your LST. With my LST at an event, at a world finals. Um, but this year, actually I think this year would have to be watching Josh give Mike that truck. Yeah. I think that he deserves that truck. Mike. He puts in he a lot puts of time. In, Oh, he kills himself on the weekends we race. Even on just the local events, he kills himself. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, seeing him get that recognition, that was awesome to me. Yeah. Yeah. I, it was my first time podium at one of the events, which is pretty cool for me. That was my, my highlight was like, wow. Came a long way from, like, barely making mains. You oh, know. <laughs> I've watched your driving improve. From the low, low mains. Yeah, your so. driving is like a hundred times better than it used to be. Yeah. I think a lot of it's just nerves. That and you get a lot of wheel time. Just even oh, yeah. bashing in the backyard helps you with racing. Yeah. Because our racing isn't hardcore, you know, track racing. Right. So our racing basically is nothing but bashing with the timing system right so. yeah i think the lmt has a lot to do with it just because of how much time i've spent in working with that truck um gave me a lot because i'd never oh. done pro mod and no wins until Mm-mm. um so i went to the uh that connecticut race and did terrible i had all different trucks you know smts mm-hmm. pro c's you know um and all i'd been running was the lmt yeah and uh, my pro C I did good with. Um, well, it's kind of the pro C. I did and I didn't. I I I had to qualify it like five times because the system kept wigging out. Mm-hmm. And then when they finally got it to work, I smashed into something and I was like, last main. No yeah. way I'm gonna. And so then my other car was like the ZRD and my Megalodon, which was not built to race with those bubble tires on it. <laughs> I really was only racing it so I could freestyle it and with that body on and uh-huh. go crazy. But um, it was after that. And then coming back, I had the two proceeds because I realized I just needed to do that. And then I think I won my first one with the storm damage proceed that I picked up. 
when I was at that race. Mm-hmm. But I'd never won a, a pro mod. No. I'd, I'd never even podiumed in pro mod. So years of racing, and then all of a sudden with the LMT and then the pro C's. Um, well, the let's be honest, the LMT is a game changer. Yeah. I mean, it, it truly is the first solid axle that is ready to race out of the box. Yeah. You don't need to touch it. You don't need to do anything to it. Better tires helps, but you don't have to. <sighs> I and it depends that, what you run on. I was going to just say that. At the World Finals this year, when it was dry, the pro lines were amazing. Way better. When it was wet, the stock tires were way better because the pro lines were actually gripping too much yeah. on the wet ground and you couldn't get your turns in like you wanted. Yeah. The stock tires would still slip on that wet ground. Yeah. So it really depended on what you were riding on, what the surface was doing at that moment. (laughs) Yeah. And that's true. Um, And I ended up taking fourth in the LMT class, which was pretty awesome. Yeah. Which I didn't even know that we didn't know where we were in the bracket. And I didn't know that that timing mattered. Yeah. Yeah. So I just did the whole, oh, I'm losing. I'm just going to peg it hard as I can and put it up on my lid. <laughs> um, but, yeah, uh, I wasn't doing great anyway. So as Matt Stoltz took third, he probably would have still timed me as far as that went. I didn't know that that's how it worked. So you learned, you learned yeah. something, too. I've been yeah. racing how many years. I had no idea it was buying time. But, um, man, this has been fun. Yeah. I wish we had more times to do this. We'll have to do it by phone. We'll have to do it by phone. And uh, my wife's already said once you get – Wherever you're going, eventually she'll we'll have to plan a trip from a uh, weekend or something like that yeah. for me to get out there and spend some time. Yeah. Shoot a couple of videos. Yep. Go play with cars. Yeah. And maybe other things. <laughs> and maybe other things, you know. Uh, <laughs> the PT boat is very interesting. I'd yeah. like to see. Maybe we can, I can figure out how to make some working depth charges. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Well, and I like it because it's a jet boat. So if we can find water, any kind of water, any you don't have props yeah, to worry about. I mean. So, but yeah, we'll see. Anyway, man, thanks for coming on. Oh, and everybody, course. thanks for listening. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Yep.